You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. To the Pet Matchmaker Podcast. I am your hostess, Elaine Hendricks, the pet matchmaker herself. And I got with me my bestie, master mixologist, Dr. Antonio Brown. Hello. You look thirsty, Elaine. I am always thirsty. Yes. (laughs) I know. And then there's Big Way. Yay big for me. Way. Yay for me. If I don't cheer for myself, I got nothing. I got no applause. You have like a boo? That, Is there was, a cheer? that okay. was your applause. Was but let me tell y'all something. If you were only, only able to hear what happens in between yeah. the sessions you when know, these mics go off, you would be on my stream. side. Don't feel sorry for this man. He's pleading to you. He's she's, trying to get she's your sympathy. Big way. Don't That's me in case do so. it. I, you make it seem like I say mean things. What did I say? I was so nice. No, not that you said mean, mean things. But people shouldn't feel sorry for me, though? Absolutely not. <laughs> you get to spend all day no, with Elaine Hendricks. That's true. No. So you're across from me. <laughs> <laughs> Looking directly at me. I know, I know. That is quite a gift. Watching yeah. me make faces. <laughs> yeah, I know. The but I, the I, the <laughs> in the That's true. You never do it to Tony. I only see you give those gestures to me. <laughs> Normally, it's a gesture to Andrew first. <laughs> which is like cut that crap out whatever you said just mark it and take it out cut his mic. and then you look cut at me which mic. is like no you, whatever you're saying right now is not going to be recorded we've already stopped <laughs> and it is thank you Lenny thank you for the intro yeah Big but who way. but but of all your clients whose show are you on there oh, you go this one my thank favorite you. clients thank you that's right <laughs> it started out as a 3 hour tour <laughs> that's right yeah. and it's turned into a much Gilligan's much Island. longer ordeal <laughs> Hey, you're listening to the Pet Matchmaker Podcast. Go to yes. thepetmatchmaker.com for yes. all the interesting information, videos, other podcasts, happenings, blogs, pictures. We got it all. Everything you want to know. And then some. And then some. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you know, you know what I want to know right now? Oh, I know. I want to know what we're having to drink today. I want to know what I'm going to drink to, Tony. <laughs> Ooh. Well, we've got for you today something I'm calling the Calico Cocktail. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I love my kitties. So this one is sort of my answer to a Pimm's cup because I don't really like a Pimm's cup that much, but I like this. And so I don't know what a Pimm's cup I know, I like, is, but uh, just because Tony doesn't like I it, I don't like it either. I know. Tony looked at me, though, like I knew. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah screw that, Pimm's cup, whatever okay, that is. Okay, so not everybody's... Yeah, a, screw Yeah, Pimm's screw that. Cup. I'm with Tony. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You Forget him, the Tony. Pimm's cup. We got our own thing, the Calico cocktail. And so you're going to add to a cocktail shaker and muddle. Hell yeah. We're going to muddle today. One slice of fresh lemon, one slice fresh cucumber, two dashes of orange bitters. That's where the calico comes in. You see? Nice. Yeah. Yes. All right. See, I got you. Pops it all out. There you go. And a pinch of salt. See, I always like to throw in that little seasoning. Here's what I've learned. Okay, yeah, he continues. He, he points to point at me, though, because t- I know Tony wanted, he, he'll find a way to get salt in the drink. He likes <laughs> he likes yeah. a salty drink. It really it brings out the sweetness. It's the well, we talked like a little salty think. chocolate every now and then. Yeah, yes, we there you go. Yeah, see, yeah. and Brenda, too. Your yeah, wife yes. loves the salty chocolate. Okay, anyway, back to the Okay, move along, girls. Yeah, 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 move yeah, yeah, along. Yeah. Okay, so now you're muddling your fruit and your your cucumber, and you're gonna add to that uh, sh- add to that shaker ice and fill it to the brim with 
Hendrix Jet. Yes. Do you get paid after- for that? Yeah, she should, right? <laughs> should. She should. So then you're going to stir. You're not shaking. You're going to stir this one. You're going to stir it and strain it into a tall tumbler filled with ice and finish it with a little bit of seltzer water or tonic water, which will give you a little more sweetness, and garnish it with a sliver of cucumber. The sliver. I threw something new in. Yeah, I, was that, say, I don't think we we've did, had a sliver. This is the first new. sliver. I right. hit him with some. You see, I got way covered here. <laughs> he's had some time off. He's thought about this. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah he's, exactly. He's, he brought the A game today. Exactly. And as always, we've got our spirits-free version. So it's the Calico Spirits-Free Cocktail. You're going to get that cocktail shaker, and you're going to muddle fresh lemon, fresh cucumber, a little bit of orange, fresh orange slice, and some simple syrup. Then you fill that shaker with ice, add some orange pico tea, and shake vigorously. Strain it into that tumbler full of ice. Yes, Wade. No, no, I, I, go on. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you fill that tumbler uh, with ice, strain your cocktail in there, and you're going to finish that off with a bit of club soda. Garnish it with some uh, a slice of orange and a slice of cucumber. Cheers. All right, I have a very important question. Yeah. What's the difference between shaking and stirring? Uh, well, I, know, I know, I know. Literally, are you the kidding? No, I know literally, but I mean, in terms of the drink, how so does that I wish we had like a visual here because I'm shaking. Right, this well, is shaking. No, he's, so he's, no I understand the literal differences <laughs> in the movements. No, I mean, I mean, I get no, that. Just, I get that, but because I mean, you know, it's a whole James Bond thing, yes. shaken or stirred. Shaking. I, you know what, Wade? I I retract my sarcasm that I just threw at the table, <laughs> threw at the table to you. I retract that because I would like to know as well. I'm, I'm a shake. I'm a shake it kind of girl. This is history being made. It Okay, it really kind of. Wait a minute, wait a minute, sorry, hold that thought. Exactly what history is being made here, Well, the, the, the fact that you gave me a little bit of credit, and you're like, hey, wait a minute, yeah, I might, I might have reacted new. prematurely. Okay, yeah, moving on, what's right. the difference? Yeah, yeah, we're, back. Right. we're back, all right. Well, you get, when you shake something, you're going to break up some of those uh, ice crystals there in there, okay. and oh. you're going to change. It actually tastes different, to, to me anyway, when something is shaken versus stirred. So like a margarita, you really want to shake, because if you stir it, you're not going to have the same flavor that mm. you would. And in this drink, with all those fruits and vegetables in it, I'm just wanting to bring up those flavors, but I don't want all of that stuff floating around Yeah, in you there. know, I got to say, when yeah. it's shaken, I, I guess it is, or when it's stirred, I can feel like I can taste different things yes. more. Where it's shaken, it's like it's just... It's all you, just you mixed really do. together. A Actually, more. the best martini is stirred rather than shaken. Really? A martini and was that, really that was James Bond's yes, thing. And, yeah, and it really right. should be stirred. Yeah, it really should be stirred. Just just so you know. But I've had a few shaken ones. You know, I've never turned those down. <laughs> right, when I went to Hawaii, I thought of you. I, I, I even texted you from Hawaii. Yes, I said, Tony, you what, do I do? Yes, what do I do? What do you do? What do you do? What do I do? Well, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm going to be alpha girl here. Oh, big surprise, right? What, oh, what else? It is, is your show. show. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna go alpha here. Let's just keep in check my bestie. Okay, uh-oh, not your bestie, uh-oh, not anybody else's uh-oh. bestie. My there's bestie. There's enough of me to go because around because there's like all this pointing <laughs> happening to Wade <laughs> and with the drinks in Hawaii. Oh, and remember when I texted you this? Oh, you know, and your wife's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, giggling. Yeah, my bestie. There you go. There you go. No one can rip me away from my bestie Elaine Hendricks. All right, all right. You put me in. Place <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> that wasn't so much for you as it was just for the world. <laughs> the world's a better and place you. for it. Yes. And no, I'm, you. I'm pretty sure that was mainly for you. <laughs> you are the world. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I see the intention here. Uh, we're going to get right to things because yes. we're, we're, we have... Um, 
in studio guest today. And I just want to say, because, you know, sometimes we do, or not sometimes, usually, always, we do uh, like multiple episodes at a time here. And so I just like would like it noted that as soon as we get in studio guests, particularly when they're two attractive women, the energy kind of bumps yeah, up in here. Yeah, it's true. What? It's true. And today yes, we've Brenda, actually got... Yes, Brenda, it's true. <laughs> yes, got... Brenda, his wife, Wade's wife, Let's it is true. Let's not listen to this we episode today. We have three <laughs> attractive women here, oh, don't you forget. thank you. Yes, thank indeed. you, thank you, thank you. Um, that was good. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, before we jump there, episode four this week, episode four yes. of Sex and Drugs Sex and, 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 rock and, drugs roll. and Rock and Roll. Episode three is my favorite. Yeah. Well, Matt every Pinfield episode. And, well, yeah. well, Matt, with Matt... I like when two of my and clients are on the same show. It's uh, yeah. Two of my clients and friends are on the same show. It's nice. It's like it, a, on a hit, hit show. Let's a hit show that at that. It's harmonious. And then when you see episode four, that'll be your favorite until you see five. So there you go. <laughs> right. As long as I'm talking to Elaine. I don't yeah. know behind There's closed doors. <laughs> yeah, but, but as long as I'm talking to her, you bet, Tony. There you go. <laughs> so, hey, we have uh, founder Sky Valencia from St. Martin's Animal Foundation. Yes. Singer, actress, activist Nina Bergman. Yes. We're going to have them on with us to talk about some really important stuff happenings in the animal world so just stick around right after this little break welcome Hi, it's Elaine Hendricks, and in addition to all of my animal work, my day job is as an actress. And as you've heard, we've been talking about my new show, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Please tune in, watch, spread the word, and come share the love. You are listening to the Pet Matchmaker Podcast, and we have in studio with us, we always love when we have in studio, Sky Valencia, founder, and I'm going to say head rescuer. I don't know if you have that title, (laughs) but I'm giving it to you. Head rescuer at St. Martin's Animal Foundation, and then singer, actress, activist, Nina Bergman, who's been working with Sky and and St. Martin's Foundation and uh, other things that we're going to be talking about on this show, so be sure to stick around. Uh, You're both in the studio with us today. So listen, we got uh, we got a lot to cover, um, and I want to make sure everybody knows because it's all phenomenal information and really important stuff. Yes. So let's kick off St. Martin's. Well, St. Martin's, um, it started off as an outreach program. I got hired by the city of Los Angeles because they needed a Hispanic group that could be kind of, you know, out there educating people that were Hispanic or could speak Spanish and not English very well about how to spay and neuter, where to go to spay and neuter, Mm. uh, dog fighting, how to treat pets properly and all that kind of stuff. So we were like the first ones out there educating that community. And what ended up happening is there were so many animals that we were running into that I didn't want to call animal regulations for because Mm. they were so down and out that I knew that they would be put down. So... And we started our little rescue and then grew into a bigger rescue and it just started expanding into outreach and, you know, getting kids involved because the areas that we were trying to help, the kids were really abusive to the animals. They were like setting cats on fire and doing all kinds of horrible stuff. And I thought, we got to start with the children out here because that's what we got to nail in the bud. (laughs) So that's how it kind of expanded into this really big organization. That's beautiful. So we've been around since 1999. We became nonprofit. Wow, that's awesome. And Nina, how long have you been working with Sky and, and St. Martin's? Wow. I mean, from day one when we met, I was like, this is the coolest chick I've ever met. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? She speaks my language and she's actually doing it full time. You know, she was my hero. So, I mean, we started like, 
How many? Like, I did a I TV show with Tommy Lee and Ludacris about the environment. We traveled in a tour bus uh, for three months called Battleground Earth and Educated People. And she was on the show. And then with we, Tommy Lee. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love on a tour it. bus for three months with yeah. me I and just those two guys. I want to say guys. all roads really do lead back yeah. to sex and drugs <laughs> and rock and roll. Oh. Indeed. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little more than I signed up for. I mean, it was fun, but yeah, yeah, being on <laughs> on a bus with him for that, for that. Long. Yeah, it was uh, it was a trip. We became very close very fast. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to know. This is a at least a PG thirteen <laughs> show. We, we can go there. We're still friends, you know. And he's an animal rights activist. Wonderful. I turned him vegan for three months. Oh on wow, the show. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's yeah. Great. So that's it was. Uh, yeah, he he was great actually. He was. He's all about it, you know. Cool. Uh, he doesn't wear fur. He's you know adopts his pets, and he's Wonderful. very outspoken. He's great when it comes to animals. Awesome. That's great. So that's where you all met, and then yeah. you started yeah. working with Sky. And we just like kind of hit it off, and then we started doing PSAs together, adoptions together, um, anything that I could think of where I needed a cute blonde. <laughs> <laughs> with like the most gorgeous skin in the world. Hello. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But she's like you know really bright, and you know always really passionate about every part of animal rights so I always feel confident that when she comes on board that she'll say the right thing. <laughs> well, that's important. I mean, yeah. you know, because here's the thing is that I, I I make no bones about it. There are a lot of crazy people in the rescue world. Yeah. And especially oh, yeah. when you're running an organization and wanting to do big things like you're doing, like I'm doing, you know, that we're all doing here. You, you can't come off crazy. You you have to come off impassioned. But exactly. you really do need people you can count on. Also, you have to have people that aren't pointing fingers, that aren't trying to make other people feel bad. Yes. They have to kind of educate in a nice way yeah. where yeah. people want to do it like it's like hey it's my idea it's a great idea yeah you know and it's that's a kind of a fine edge yeah. you know fine line because so many people get offended and easily you know if you're trying to talk about either veganism or wearing fur or whatever or it is or just even spay or something as yeah. simple as spay oh, or I've been yelled at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're trying to be god i'm like <laughs> i'm trying to be god i'm <laughs> Lady well, called the police on me because my dogs were spaying. Oh, oh, didn't you? Yeah. And didn't you say one time? Didn't you say that in the communities you go to, like a lot of people think that, like the INS is trying to get to them and it's trying to like ship people out just by spay and neutering their dog. Like, well, it's, that it's, was one of the things why they hired mm-hmm. us is because they thought that spay, the spay and neutering people were kind of with immigration. Everybody uh, was kind of linked together. Yeah. So we would actually talk to them in Spanish and say, "No, we're completely different." And because we're called Saint Martins, mm. and yeah. he's like the patron saint of of South America. It kind of opened a lot of doors for us, you know, and actually we were able to even go to churches mm. and they let us speak after the priest on stage. Oh, wow. Hey, everybody oh, get great. your animals fixed. You know, we'll be outside, you know, great. signing these vouchers. But the cool thing about that is we became the eyes and ears of those communities because we found out where the dog fighting was taking yeah. place, mm. who was like chaining their dogs and yeah. overbreeding mm. them and all the horrible things that happened. And pretty soon I didn't realize how the com- these communities were so abusive and Every block, mm. you know, like dogs, you know, people teaching their dogs to fight with little rabbits and all mm. kinds of stuff that was going on. And I thought, boy, we have a big, big problem on our hands. But it, education, education is so important because yeah. it changes every the norm for everyone changes once someone like you comes exactly. in. I want to ask the question how, differently. In your experience, how much do you think of that is, is cultures handing it down? How much of that is ignorance? How much of that is attitude? Like when you see that going on, how much of it is is 
the kids really not understanding what they're doing or it's been a behavior that's been handed down or how much of that is really built into you know it's a mixture it's because a lot of families you know that come from other countries still feel like dogs belong outside yeah. you know or it's just a dog feed it whatever feed it the leftover trash or you know that kind of stuff where we're like oh no you know Fifi needs to eat organic mm-hmm. so it you know it is a little bit of the culture but it's also like the kids the tough kids who mm-hmm. weren't didn't have parents really on top of them watching what they're doing oh boys will be boys setting these cats on fire they were teaching the younger kids hey this is cool you want to be part of our gang you got to go you know shoot that dog or teach them how to fight or whatever so it's a mixture yeah so but when they're young enough and they see someone like you you know like elaine or people that you know are on tv or familiar and you show them that this is not cool and give them something else to do you know then they say okay maybe this isn't cool and you see them changing when i go to the school outreach programs we usually teach about 800 kids per assembly and they the amount of kids that want to talk to me afterwards and be involved for the rest of the school year like how can i volunteer and you know, you just kind of pull them in. They don't have to just volunteer with me. They can yes. go volunteer f- to clean up the ocean or the yes. tree people or whatever it is. Just keep them involved. Well, I think you it's know? cool, Wonderful. too. If you can show, if they somehow were taught that being mean to animals is cool, you can come in at an early enough age and show them that being nice to animals is, is, is even is cooler. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's yeah. nothing cool about being harmful to animals or something. But exactly. we've talked about that with the dog festivals and stuff, the, the meat festival, and how much of this is just culturally handed down. And we have said before, I think it's going to be educating the youth and, and having them stand up for it that will make the biggest change yeah and all the myths about it being healthy to eat which is just ludicrous well and i i uh, grew up in tennessee and in that culture a lot of it is boredom Mm. like they you know they don't have a lot of resources Mm. to do things Mm -hmm. the kids and it's like you can kind of i think to them you sort of like you can only play with sticks and stones for so long before you start getting and then that it that excitement and that curiosity starts ramping up and it becomes a very dangerous mixture. Yes, I think that's almost with anything, you know, even like, here we go to rock stars again. (laughs) But you know, when rock stars start doing a lot of drugs and all this kind of stuff happens, I always think to myself, if they had like something that they were focused on besides just partying and chicks and had like a a focus on, let's say, helping the children in this organization or animals or whatever, you have something else you're relying on. If you're bored, you really don't get bored because it's so overwhelming once you learn the truth of what's going on in your world. Can't, you don't have time to get bored. You're like going, what's the next project? What's the next project? Yeah, it's and true. it's so important because if you feel comfortable to be cruel to an animal, it's not that far away till you're cruel to the next human being. So I think you're doing a great service. By, Thank you. By I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's just a fine line. What's yeah. the line that you cross when you're like like in Yulin, skinning animals yes. alive? What keeps you from doing that to a child? You know, I don't understand where you draw the line on yes. that. Well, the FBI calls it the study. They did a study on this, and mm-hmm. this is one of the markers of yes. of determining yes, how absolutely. people are going to be abusive to other people, and exactly. certainly with serial killers. Yes. Exactly. Is yeah. that they all, that's the commonality. Yeah, yes, they yes. all started, quote-unquote, practicing that's on animals right. first. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. There's almost always absolutely. a connection to, you know, to someone at that level as an adult. Yeah. You can almost always trace it back to some kind of behavior as Animal a child where they were, in, you know, exhibiting some kind of violent behavior that, that has little or no remorse to them. Yeah. That's yeah. why it scares me of, what kind of society are they creating when yes. these people are allowed to do this and actually it's cool yeah. to do this yeah. because it's supposedly healthier for the meat you're eating and it's like how can that be better for you it doesn't make any sense at all it's so self-serving ignorance yeah. yeah 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 talking about the the uh 
the dog meat industry in, in particular, which I for sure want to get to yeah, yeah. In, our, in our next segment. But I want to ask um, Nina, what's it like? Because you're from Denmark. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, you know, what what do you see the culture like there? Uh, just particularly with children and animals in general? Uh, I, th- I think it's very different over mm-hmm. there because the education, yeah. uh, we have a completely different education systems. Yeah. The schools are free. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, with me, I have a Russian dad and a Danish mom. So, you know, and I live both places. And it's very, it was very interesting to see, mm. you know, the difference. Because, you know, my dad, like, I became a vegan when I was seven because my dad fed me my pet lamb. So oh. I could learn the circle of life. You know what oh I mean? My. So it's like in Russia, it's a lot, it's a lot harder country. And, um, uh, you know, people are very poor and there's just not a lot of empathy for animals. Yeah. Where in Denmark, you know, it's one of the happiest countries in the world. Yeah. You know, uh, you don't have to pay for education. There's no homeless people. There's a lot of wealth and education, and the animals are treated a lot better mm. over there. So it's like very interesting to see the the, the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So T- we should move to Denmark. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I feel like that's an important <laughs> message place. to take away. Tony did studies on Denmark. I sure did. Well, I, I actually focus mostly was the Netherlands, but I oh. certainly I've been to Copenhagen, I've been to Lund and Stockholm, and I and I lived in Amsterdam for oh, wow. I, yeah yeah for a while. Yeah. And absolutely, I mean, you're absolutely correct. It, 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 the happiness and the prosperity are absolutely in line with a lot of political attitudes as well as animal. Uh, lack of animal cruelty and, and activism in general actually yeah yeah it's very cool. we still have it in denmark ours is just at at the you know the the farming mm. you yeah. know because we sell a lot of uh, meat yes. and the way they treat the animals in the slaughterhouses is yeah. outrageous and i worked as undercover oh, you wow. know from when i was very young and that's you know how i got into it wow oh. so yeah so i saw way too much at an early age you know and we have the mink farms and you know oh yeah you know like we're nice to our pets but um, we have other issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, and I those see. those issues, particularly surrounding food, that, that's global. That's the number yeah. one global. And I would say, issue. Uh, yes, the is. U.S. is still much cruel to its food sources than than uh, Northern Europe is. Yeah, for sure. For we sure. don't even, we don't even have very many. You you still have more free range farming for, or not you, but the country still has more free range farming than the U.S. does. And when you consider the land mass of the U.S. compared to Denmark, the way we stack these mass animals up produce. and treat them is just yeah. horrible yeah. Yeah. and not necessary. Yeah. I think it's the health reasons too, where yes. in America, like I would, you know, when I did undercover, I saw huge um, cancer lumps on cows yes. and, n- yeah. you know, no nobody was doing any anything about it. Like yeah. Americans are eating cancer, yeah. you know, yeah. where in Denmark that would never fly. You know, yeah, they're very right. strict, the regulations and it just... Well, the portions in Europe too, like yeah. it's small. so ridiculous, you know, yeah. we'll eat an entire I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. The freedom burger. Yeah. We have freedom. Let's eat and get fat. (laughs) Freedom, my fat freaking ass. Did you you say freedom? Your fat freaking yeah. Freaking Uh, ass. Yeah, sure. I kept it PG (laughs) thirteen. Sky, you all are now expanding into. into um uh, well you have a sanctuary but you're expanding right. it even bigger now yeah i mean i always say you can go blue in the face rescuing dogs and cats and i'm not a city shelter and people think i am yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. trying to dump more animals on me 
Um, I think, like we said, education's number yes. one. So I want to do stuff that has to do with cultivating, what has to do with actually kids' hands-on being there to do art and do uh, music, anything mm. that has to do around the environment, around endangered species or just treating your animals with respect. It's a, a way that kids really respond to it and never forget. And I got that from me being a child. I had a speaker come to see us and I'll never forget this man. And he wrote this book called Where the Red Fern Grows. Mm. Of course. Yeah. And uh, he wrote, signed my book. Wow. And until now, I remember exactly what he talked about. And he said, stay in school and, yeah. and start learning how to read and write really well because he couldn't read and write really well. And he had stacks of papers that were all just gibberish mm. that he had a secretary go through years trying to figure out what he was trying to write. And he said, you don't have to go through this like I did. He goes, mm. just stay in school and learn how to read and write and be kind to your dog. I'm like, I will. I will. <laughs> And well, did. that book, and, they, yeah, and he was yeah. kind to his dogs in that book. And that, Not good to the records. No, but yeah, again, like, oh, it's but, never freaking ending. I know, but you know, that's why I think the, the route we want to take now is getting an educational eco-learning center, yeah. somewhere where it's more local to all of our adoption sites and to our volunteers. We're so far out right now, nobody comes to see us. <laughs> they come a few times, we're like, ugh. <laughs> two hours away, forget it. So now we want to be more, more local, closer to the beach, you know, maybe even toward Calabasas around there, and just really get more people involved to bring their kids and bring, you know, a, a, not a tour bus. <laughs> yeah, tour bus. Yeah, yeah tour bus. Yeah. 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 That's great. And we'll bring the tour bus too. Right. Yeah. But, you know, get more people to come to us and spend time with us on the weekends, have vegan potlucks, get people yeah. really involved with every aspect of being kind to the environment. Yeah not just saving dogs and cats, but it's all connected. You know, yes. we all have to be connected. And I really think it's important that people start learning how to grow their own food. Yes. I think there's 100%. a one world component to all of this, you know, which is just taking care of everything that this world offers, animals, you know, the the, the whole, th we all share this space. And so, you know, you know, we. I saw a, um, we'll, we'll wrap this first segment up because I want to get to the dog meat issue um, in, in our second segment here. But I saw a, um, a, a political cartoon recently that had four men in a boat and two men were on one side of the boat and the other two men were on the other side of the boat and on one side of the boat where two of the, the men were it was filled with water and they were like like doing everything everything they could to bail out the water uh -huh. and the other two were in the same boat but said boy aren't you glad the hole isn't in the our side yes. of the boat <laughs> <laughs> um, same that's boat great. you know yeah. that's the whole great. point it's, it's like true. it is yeah. it's yeah. true no we all got to work together and that's why also when people say oh that's going on in China or that's going on yeah. over there it's like so yeah. who made this line that we can't cross over there and help them too we all got to evolve together yes. you know and that's so important to get everybody on board and yeah. especially the kids you know, because it they hook onto a good idea. They see somebody that's popular, like let's say Miley Cyrus went vegan or whatever. All of a sudden, they're like, "Okay, now I want to check yeah, what that yeah. is." I'm going vegan. Look, see, I lost weight because I'm like yeah, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Well, fine. However, you do it, then you start studying about it. Yeah. You know, and even people who like go, "Oh, Beyonce is like not really vegan." She's ha yeah, but she also educated a bunch of people that never knew about veganism. I went on Howard Stern's show and did that yeah. a few years back, and he was like, "Why'd you do Howard Stern?" I'm like, "Cause you know the people that watch him." eat a lot yeah. of beef and yeah. they, you know yeah. they now they know what a vegan is even if they took one day off right it, yeah. it, it well, makes a difference and you're exactly. penetrating an audience that really isn't going to be exposed to that type of information otherwise exactly so, yeah, it's, a very, it's a good way to go about it yeah. it is you just have to go and try to get the people you don't want to preach to the choir yeah 
You know, yeah. you want to preach to the people that are the abusers. You can make a difference. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, Thank we're you. just gonna we're gonna take just a quick little break, and then we're gonna come back and keep talking with Sky Valencia and Nina Bergman. Yeah. If you live in or around the Los Angeles area, please come join us this Friday, August 7th at the Rally to Stop the Bacchanal Korean Dog Meat Festival. It's Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. outside the Korean Consulate at 3243 Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles. Thank you. You are listening to the Pet Matchmaker Podcast. We're back. We are back with Elaine, Tony, Big Wade, and our in-studio guests, Sky Valencia and Nina Bergman. Hi, hi. St. Martin's uh, Animal Foundation. Um, So let's shift gears a little bit. And in the first segment, we talked about what's happening here stateside. And then we sort of wrapped up talking about how it can't just be like what's in your own backyard. It is, you know, we are becoming a, a true one world global community, and which is a perfect segue into the, um, what would you call it? The additional passion of yours, the offshoot, the continuation. It's, it's yeah, part it's a, a of continu- what you're- a, a continuation of the outreach that just was here in California and the United States a little bit. And then just I just went global because there's so many atrocities going on that have to be addressed and you just can't mm-hmm. turn your face to it. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And especially it's like the dog meat issue or even um, the slaughtering of the bulls in uh, oh, Nepal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 300,000 buffalo and goats for sacrifice. Yeah. You know, and so those kind of things you have to stand up for because it's time for those people. They have to evolve. We can't keep going on abusing and abusing for the yeah. rest of our lives. Not only that, it makes me actually sick to my stomach every time I know that the seal hunt's coming again yeah. or whatever is about to atrocity is going to happen. I want to be part of it and I want to help stop it. So what we're doing right now is aligning ourselves up with other activists that are already doing it in their countries and just giving them the support that they That's need. That's good. And 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 for you, the uh, I I've uh, done several events with you now yes. around the dog meat issue, which is something that I'm here on the podcast. We've talked about before, and we'll continue to talk about to try to keep you know that issue um, alive. Yeah, and that's the kind of the or just uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking <laughs> for? I think, I think to, uh, in the keep, news. Yeah, you keep, keep it omnipresent. It, yeah. Make sure, yeah. Yeah, just to make sure it is on people's minds. Yeah, so. it's something that's going to take a long time to change, but I think there's enough anger and enough education now yeah. that people understand that all of this dog meat yeah. baloney, <laughs> yeah. no pun intended, no yeah. pun intended, is you know just a, a big phony. You know, trying to teach kids, especially children, that to a, purposely abuse a dog or a cat before you eat it because mm. the meat's going to be better is just insanity, and. Uh, I think it's creating monsters. Yeah. You know, we don't want people like that. Yeah. What, what if you're like lost in, in a country where they treat the innocent like that? I don't want to be there. You mm. know, what's going to happen to me? What if I'm lost, you know, or whatever can happen? It's really yeah. important that we make everybody compassionate. Yes. And I think that's what's really the only cool thing that happened. Well, maybe there's more than one cool thing, but when they made it the one child law in China, it caused people to have pets. 
So those are the, you know, the youth that are laying in front of the trucks, stopping these slaughterhouse um, trucks mm. and risking their lives in China because they've had pets now and they mm. realize that they're no different than their siblings, you know, mm. and okay, but like uh, your siblings. Uh, hold on that because mm-hmm. you're sitting here talking. We're, we're an educated table on uh-huh. this topic. Right. But who knows who's listening to this right now. So back it up a little bit and walk us through exactly what you mean by the young people who are standing in front of the trucks. What is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wonderful thing about what's going on in China is that we have incredible activists in China right now. There are so many. I think we had 10,000 activists in front of the Yulin Dog Meat Festival in Mm. 2014. And there was almost double that this year, as well as other countries coming in and celebrities and all kinds of, you know, a lot of people that don't want to see this happen anymore because they're, you know, man's best friend. But also pretty much everybody owns a dog or has a dog. And they realize that this is just a horrific way to treat a creature that is our seeing eye mm-hmm. dogs that help us, you know, when we have earthquakes, 9-11, whatever, there's, they're there for us. And to do this to them has to stop now. And I think that's also raising, raising the awareness of how we treat the slaughterhouse animals like the pigs and cows mm-hmm. and everybody else. So when people tell me, do not, you know, get people involved who aren't vegetarian or vegan in the dog meat issue. I'm like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. We have to get everybody involved because that's how they learn. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, but one of the things about the Chinese activists is that they're really risking their lives going out there, yeah. you know, and standing up against their government yeah. and laying in front of these slaughterhouse trucks that are carrying all these dogs that have, most of them have been stolen. And they've already been in route for about three days with no water, with oh, their muzzles wow. tied up and their paws tied up. And you know, their tail's broken. When they, they stack these cages, these rusty little cages, and they pack about 30 dogs in each one, and they stack them up so high, when they take them down, they just push them off yeah. the top, breaking their legs and their tails, and it's just a horrific thing. So the kids are really becoming very tough on this, the activists, and hopefully educating their parents. But these are the, the teenagers and the youth that we're trying to hook up with. And let them know that hey, you know, we're we've got your back, and we're so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And there's this lady named Andrea Gung with Duo Duo Animal Welfare Project. She was in Yulin, taking footage and working with these activists. And she said nothing makes them happier than when she sees the United, they see the United States pushing yeah. to help their country, even though we're oceans away. Yeah, you I think know? it's a really right. important it's thing great. too because we've. <laughs> It's so easy to crap on a culture because you know we see something from this perspective, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to generalize and go, well, all of them or, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And, and and as this has come up, it, it's such a to see the pictures of it, and for a lot of people, social media has exposed them to this, and so there's a lot of hatred that goes with it because the behavior is so awful, yeah. for lack of a better yeah, word, it's, it's awful. And so it's very easy to generalize it as it's to all the country and to everyone involved. But in actuality, there are heroes amongst that culture who are taking far greater risks than we are over here, mm-hmm. standing out against it. And it, to tell the truth, as we all know, the United States comes from a lineage of bad cultural traditions as, as oh, well. Yeah. You have to give a culture a chance to, to change. And so, you know, you, the youth seems to be the only common sense move there. But give them the chance to do it. And so I love what you're doing because it gives the culture a chance to, to make a difference from within. Right. And quite simply, we can't do it on our own. We can't do it from the outside. So we kind of don't have a choice. But what you're doing allows the culture to, to right their wrongs and, and to hopefully do it from the youth. And, and that's the only place it can really organically happen and make a true impact. Otherwise, we're just chinking at the armor, you know, they're chipping away and making little dents here and there. So yeah. Exactly. And the other thing is that we have to change the mindset of um, 
the myths of it being healthy yes. for you because we can, you know, like we were talking about signing petitions. Yes. And she was asking me, you know, some of my fans are saying that, well, the, what are the petitions doing? Are they really even helping? Mm. Well, it's showing us how many people are now against it. Mm-hmm. But, and we can change the laws, but if you're, people are still actually believing that you're going to be more beautiful and, you know, sexier in bed mm-hmm. if you eat dog, then we're not going to change it. Mm-hmm. We have to educate them and get them on board to realize everything you've learned from your great grandma is wrong. You know, everything that people are trying to tell you about uh, torturing these animals before you eat them is wrong. Right. It's not going to make you prettier. It's going to make you uglier. You're more likely to get cancer. You're more likely to get all this stuff. So what we're doing now with our PSAs is we're using Chinese actresses. Mm-hmm. And we have this wonderful girl. She's a violinist. Um, her name's Sheena. And we're going to start her off like a weathered, scary old lady losing her hair. And as she talks about how she used to eat dog, and now she's gotten into a plant-based diet, her hair starts growing. And then she ends up just being this gorgeous girl. And she plays somewhere over the na- rainbow with her violin, uh, you know, and that's what we're going for. Just really get into their, like, a marketing. It's a marketing campaign. Yeah. It's trying to get the masses to go, hey, okay, we're on to you. Okay, we were wrong. Can, can, <laughs> can we link the PSA on the pot? Uh, Was it ready? Yeah. Oh, we're, no, we're shooting next. Uh, oh, this, yeah. We're shooting at the beginning of this month. Oh, well, let us August. know sometime. Okay. I mean, we'll, yeah. We can link. Yeah, we'll, we'll f- we for sure we'll have all that, and we'll go over that before you and all we leave. want you and one, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm all, you know, I'm yeah. always for it. It doesn't matter if I'm in town or not. I know. Um, but uh, marketing, you said that, that these messages are, are reaching Denmark as well. Uh, yes, uh, my little sister called me um, here the other day, and she's like, "Oh my God, it's all over the news in Denmark," mm. you know, uh, and because she's one of those uh, mainstream twenty-one-year-old girls who had a really hard time looking at the images because mm. it's very harsh for 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 norm- normal people. I mean, who is not involved in animal. At rights activism to see—it's it's hard images. for any of us who are bitter now and just mm-hmm. jaded over it all and desensitized <laughs> from seeing it all the time. Yes, I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. So she was she she didn't want to you know see the campaign and she didn't want to, but then you know it was on the news in Denmark. It reached all the way over there. Like it's you know it's a global issue and you know she signed her petitions and. And then that the problem that I've been having is, as you said, all these people, they are like, well, what is it going to do? You have over four million petition signs, but, you know, the festival is still going on. Mm. And that's what I thought was so important to talk about. All the mm. dogs that's been saved, thousands mm. of dogs that's yeah. been saved. and There were a lot of dogs saved this year. And, you know, each truck carries 300, sometimes 400 dogs. Mm. And they stopped a lot of those trucks. You know, and then there's a whole other process of taking them to the warehouse and getting them their vet care and then placing them. So it's such yeah. a huge, huge thing. Every time you stop a truck, you're happy you did, but now you've got this huge dilemma on your hands. Yeah, of that's what you're an, it do. doesn't stop there. Exactly. Yeah. And then you got to start thinking about spay neutering these areas yeah. where I think some of these countries are like, hey, they're taking care of the stray dog issue. They're eating them, oh well, but now we don't have to do it, take care of it, you know? And that doesn't fly no, anymore. No. And we have to be, like Gandhi said, a better society. We have yes. to take care of are small innocent creatures to show how we've evolved as human beings and i see a huge humane revolution taking place i've never seen so many people angry about things that i never thought before i mean people now are fighting for the bees and they're fighting for 
the dol- well, they've always fought for the dolphins, but just other creatures that were never in the picture before. Yeah. Sharks. Sharks, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> People love sharks now. And so I love seeing that, that we are evolving. I think a lot of the internet showing all these different yes. video clips and seeing animals doing outrageous, wonderful things, not only for, you know, themselves, but saving other animals, yes. you know, it's just in their nature to be kind. And, and we got to learn from them, which is yeah. really sad, you know, that we have to go back to the... the the little animals and watching them how they're I saw this monkey the other day in, in he was in India he got electrocuted mm. and his buddy came did yeah, you see that I did and he see put that. him in the water and yeah. splashed his face wake up wake up you know and I was uh. like look at this and he came too yeah that's uh. that is the beauty of the internet that is where that is the, the true power of the internet where it can shine a light on everything that's happening in the darkest of corners exactly mm. and I think the petition too it's yeah I mean from a direct impact it's minimal but the awareness is where the beginning of all change will start so I mean it I, Ricky Gervais was very important, I thought, this yes. year in, oh, in yeah. the UN Festival. Amazing. And I think that, you know, here's somebody who's not in the States. I know he comes over here a lot and everything, but it's just, you, it's someone that you may admire from another profession, and you mm-hmm. see and you find out. Um, there's another guy on one of these vampire shows that my um, my wife's in love with, but he's also a huge activist about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, and Barbara Streisand. And, just and John yeah. Stewart as well. You know, yeah. you, you see these people that you already admire in one walk, and then you find out. And maybe you're someone who admires them, but you are someone who doesn't love animals or you even have the ability to be abusive. But you see someone else that you do respect and you see that behavior it does at least in a child typically have an impact they can follow an example of someone that they admire and so that's where I think that awareness comes in secondly I really didn't I mean I honestly didn't know about the Yulin Festival until this year it took the social media to make me aware and my funny no I mean I donated a little bit of money and did all that but it's a collection of people you know the sum of all parts can equal change if we you know work together and I think that's where awareness comes in but it does it it feels like a such a small part of a huge picture to begin with, but it's such an important beginning of that. It is. And Yulin people think that that's like the big, you know, dog eating day, but they eat dog all year round. All year round. Well, and right now in Korea, I I believe I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Baknal is happening. And Baknal is a month-long festival that happens in South Korea. And apparently they who has festivals. That I long? know, and we, I you can yeah. I, I say the word festival. There's not. There's absolutely nothing festive Mm-mm. about it. And somebody got into it with me on the internet because I was saying, you know, let's uh, let's stop Bachnall. And he's like, Bachnall is traditionally has nothing to do with dog eating. That's become a part of it, and it's about the stew and don't. And I'm like, I don't give a shit what it's about. <laughs> it's about I want this quote unquote festival to stop. Yeah, yeah. like I, like first of all, calling it a so festival. Oh, that's going yeah. to be all so asinine. I, it's so, um, and, and it happens here in the U.S. too. We don't have these quote unquote festivals around it, but the eating, the consumption of dog meat happens. It's very prevalent in Asia, not just with the festivals in China and Korea, mm-hmm. but in Japan and Thailand, Vietnam. Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But it also happens here, the consumption of it. I know. I would like to do some undercover investigation about that. Mm. Because if we sh- we nail some people that are doing that, yeah. I mean, that would be exposing a huge thing yeah. that's going on here under our noses, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And I know it's happening. Mm. It has to be happening out here. But um, I was going to say Guangdong is eats... It's another province in China. They eat 40% of the dogs in China and 70% of the cats in China. And mm. they became we became sister state 
with them, oh, California. Yeah. Mm. And that's because Jerry Brown made a sister state with Guangdong. Mm. And so our next thing is we're going to do um, a rally next month, and I'll let you know about it. And it's yeah. going to be a big rally, and we're going to be doing it alongside with Duo, Duo Animal Welfare Project in San Francisco. And they're going to be having a Chinese activist doing it all at the same time. Great. Just to you know show them we don't want to have business with people that purposely torture. Yeah. Why do we want to make business with people that torture? That's and again, insanity. people need to be educated. We don't mm-hmm. know. I had no idea that we had made that sister state happen yeah. without a consideration of that. So a lot of people will be happy to learn this, and that's yeah. how you create change. Exactly. They said in San Francisco, it, they have, like, these signs on the buses, come to Guangdong. Could you imagine, like, showing up? <laughs> what are you right. doing? Yeah. I'd be, like, horrified seeing little puppies, you know, being eaten. I, I'd, I'd come back a wreck. Yeah. So I definitely don't want to support that. And, no. you know, we're going to make a big, big rally and, and get some beautiful people involved. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. So she's winking at Elaine right now. Don't think she's winking at Tony or me. That's Elaine. That she's I was winking at. at you guys, too. <laughs> Brenda. <laughs> Brenda, it's okay. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Sky, tell, tell us where we can find. Uh, it's St. Martin's. Yeah, stmartinsrescue.org. And we actually have a GoFundMe right now to get our PSAs going so we can raise more donations for Wonderful. our outreach programs and for our new sanctuary. Yeah. Um, it's gofundme.com. Or, or you can just go to our website, yeah. stmartinsrescue.org, and uh, learn a little bit more about what we're doing. And we are always looking for fosters and volunteers yeah. and, you know, people that look good on camera. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> now, now she politely winked at all of us. But she met Elaine again. Um, and uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that. So, yeah, you can go on Facebook and find out when our monthly meetings are. Okay. And we have our Facebook name is SMAF for St. Martin's Animal Foundation. Foundation, and it's SMAF Anti-Dog Meat Campaign. Yay. So I hope you guys come check it out. For sure. And Nina, yes. where can people find you? Uh, NinaBergman.com. Yeah, yeah. and uh, everything that I'm doing. And right now we're in the middle of doing a, actually a suspense thriller movie that I worked oh. on for two years. And it's an animal rights activist movie that's oh, wow. disguised oh. as a suspense thriller. Cool. And, um, and what's the name of the lead character? <laughs> Her name is Sky. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell, us, tell us about it. Uh, okay, um, I can't tell who's attached and who's doing okay. okay, but I can say that um, it was based on true stories. And, um, you know, I worked as an undercover animal rights activist uh, and um, it's about a woman who um, worked as an animal rights activist who has um, a list of all the names uh, that arranged the dog fights who uh, uh, legalized Fouquois again Mm. who um, test at one of the biggest uh, animals testing in one of the biggest universities and she has this list and um, she ends up getting fired because she's getting too involved from you know she works as an animal animal rights activist undercover and then she takes the list and she works at a shelter with an older man named Ted and she takes the list and her and Ted goes out and does to the animals what was done or does to people what was done to the animals so like with the dog fighting she catches the guy they pull the teeth out the nails out and they leave clues for the authorities and then they go to you know they do all that stuff and just leave clues they don't kill the people and um, then um, Heather Monson is actually the in- investigator. The you know the that's following the case. So actually, she's the lead. And then halfway through the movie, you realize that Sky, this character, is the one that's out there. You know, torturing people and just doing to the 
people, you know, what was done to animals, you know, with, with uh, oh, the fantasy of I every <laughs> Can I just say right now, I swear to God, like six months ago, I told my wife about an idea exactly like this. Oh, really? But I don't have an ability to make a film. I'm so glad this is being done. I yeah. told you about this a few weeks ago. I even told Elaine, I said, I would love to see or do a movie or... Like Dexter. Yes, but something, exactly. Yeah, but basically, we, we, don't, we don't see any animals tortured, you know, yes. we just see what we do, you to know... To the humans, and by doing what, to the humans, trailer. we know what we're doing to animals. Exactly. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm so glad you're doing this. And I will bang the drum as loud as possible on that one. <laughs> she's on a motorcycle and she's got this guy tied up and she's dragging him and she's riding her motorcycle. Uh, and he's like in the dirt getting all skinned up. I'm yeah, like, because oh, that's the, a good opening. No, but it's because um, she can't, you know, Ted is an old man that kind of took Sky, you know, one of the main characters mm-hmm. in um, because she, you know, she was like a little stray as well mm-hmm. and then uh, took her under her wing. So it's just an old man and her capturing mm-hmm. these people. So the way they do it is they capture them and then they put them in the back of a, a car, a trunk, mm-hmm. but then they can't get them out. So Sky hog ties their ankles and then gets on her Ducati and then she speeds up. That's <laughs> how she gets them out of the trunk. You know? Because they can't pull them out, you know, like yeah. you know, they're heavy those dead bodies. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not that I tried it, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah. Well, let's That's just good. say that animal people—we don't really want to <laughs> harm other humans, but it's just—it's like it's a great visual for, to be able to show, like they feel pain too like yeah. this, is, yeah. this yeah. is what happens well I mean, I've heard the oldest like ladies come up to me when I'm doing my adoptions did you hear about that dog getting abused if I found that guy I'd string yeah. him up by his you know what and I'm like yeah. I think this movie's me, gonna yeah. do well yeah. I mean you won't know it's an animal rights activist movie because yeah. you know being in the business for so long I know you can't shove it down people's yeah. throat yeah. so it's like seven you know you don't actually yeah. know until the very yeah. end you yeah. know it's like girl yeah. with a dragon tattoo kind yes. of thing yeah. And um and it's you know it was a project that started as a short just to get the message yeah. across and we got some amazing names attached and production companies next week to uh, get more money and 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 then we're starting our uh we have um campaign you know yes. online campaign to raise more money and yes. it's just a selfless project and I just want the message out Wonderful. you know to show and it's the original names like we got the professor at certain university, we're yeah. using his name. You know, we're using the original names yes. that I have. Yes, wonderful. So, um, awesome. to raise a little controversy. Wonderful. And so, and but all of this, we can people can track through NinaBergman.com. Yes, we we still, you know, we, we worked on it for two years, but you know, we're still a, a few months away to making it public. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Great, so great. We will uh, tune we in and we will wait. have uh, links to your all stuff all on the petmatchmaker.com. And Dr. Brown, what were our Ooh. cocktails? <laughs> well, I'm thirsty on after the, that I one. Know, on that note. Yeah. Uh, we got the Calico cocktail, which has some fresh lemon, fresh cucumber, a little bit of orange bitters. <laughs> orange bitters. <laughs> He's looking at me right now. He's looking at me because yeah. he knows. He knows. He knows. And I usually don't name the uh, thing, but Hendrix Gin is important in this one because it tastes special. And it's Hendrix. It's Hendrix. I thought that was yeah. good. And then our spirits free version, we're going to have some lemon, some cucumber, fresh orange slices, simple syrup, and finish that off with some orange pico tea and a little bit of club soda. Nice. Yeah. Yummy, yummy. Nice. That sounds delicioso. Uh, thank you. Well, I want to be sure to thank once again Sky Valencia, founder and head rescuer. I've given you that name. <laughs> the head yeah. rescuer. It's official. Uh, of St. Martin's Animal Foundation and singer, actress, activist Nina Bergman. Thank you all once again. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Oh, it was yes. a blast. And uh, next week, 
We got Margaret Cho in the Woo-hoo! house. The Margaret Cho. There is no the. Oh, oh, you're correcting me now. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Cho, the one and only. Indeed. So stick around. Uh, keep coming back to the Pet Matchmaker podcast. I'm Elaine Hendricks, the Pet Matchmaker herself. Yes. Dr. Antonio Brown with Woo! us. Big Wade. I guess share. Big share Wade. the podcast. Support Big everyone Wade. on the podcast, please. Woohoo! <laughs> and in the immortal words of the legendary Bob Barker, help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.